Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tell Us What's in the Box. What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? We have spirals in the box. <gasps> but before we get into the spirals, I'm Danny. I'm Joanna. Yeah. <laughs> Introducing her. Oh my God, we did it. We did it. <laughs> yeah. And maybe next time we can actually not acknowledge and just go on. But anyway. Yes. Um, yeah. So today we're going to be talking about the 2013 comic by Junji Ito Uzumaki. I am not yes. Japanese. So if I'm pronouncing these wrong, I apologize. I try. Um, I, I listen to a lot of, uh, you know, interviews and stuff to see how they, but Junji Ito. Junji Ito. Uh, it sounds correct to me, at least phonetically. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about that. Uh, it's a series of, of comics that he did um, about this town and, you know, all the crazy stuff that happens in this town, all the weird um, stuff that happens in this town. So, um, this was one of my recommendations uh, <laughs> to to do this. So it was a great Joanna, recommendation. What did you, for what sure. did you think of it? <laughs> oh, it was absolutely fantastic and like very soul sucking in a good way. At the same time, um, the I just loved the metaphor of the spiral and the town's relationship to it and vice versa. Um, and just, yeah, there's just so much to unpack just with that alone. So, but I will let us get to that in a little yeah. bit. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I was thinking first, you know, we can kind of go through each of the, because kind of the story unfolds as you're kind of going through um, and talking about this. And, you know, we're talking about relationships and, and that's what we kind of try to talk about on this podcast. And, um, you know, one of the main relationships in it kind of is the main, you know, we do have a main protagonist, um, uh, Kiri. Kiri Goshima is the young woman who's the protagonist. You know, she's a schoolgirl uh, living in this town and uh, she has a boyfriend uh, Sushi Sato. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, that's kind of how it starts is that she runs into him. He's been going to school in another town um, instead of school with her in the town that they live in um, called Kurozu Cho. I say I need to look up these things so that a Kurozu Cho? Kurozu Cho? Their town. And uh, that's when weird things start to happen. Um, you know, I can't help thinking that of all the things that they see, it takes a long time. Like, like people are in a lot of denial for a long time in this town. Mm-hmm. You know, weird crap will happen and they'll just be like, oh no, that's, you know, they're just sick or whatever. And you're just like, okay, that was messed up. Did you not see that? Like, how can you think that this is normal? And I just kept thinking like, man, she should just listen to her boyfriend because he's kind of right about everything. (laughs) He's very clued in. And uh, she, um, 
Suchi, wait, sorry, Suchi. Uh, his 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 name is spelled S H U I. Suchi. Yeah. Suchi. Yeah. So yeah, her. Um, he is. He's kind of a little bit of a special character because he's naturally clued in to the spiral and all the um, supernatural phenomenon um and generally uh, before we you know kind of get any further on like the whole concept of this spiral and entity it it basically affects those who are cursed so in a matter of a few days like they (laughs) they metaphorically spiral downward into a pit of chaos and then they die basically like they slowly go go insane but um Kitty's boyfriend, he can naturally not only see these things, but he can communicate with them and they don't affect him. Right. So he has, he's really the only person who has this kind of natural instinctive insight into what's going on. Kitty doesn't. Uh so yeah, she's 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 definitely on the skeptic bandwagon for for this. Yeah. Um, at least for a little while. It yeah. takes her a little while to just like, you know, to 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 get on board with it and stuff. And yeah, and and I which which seemed very odd to me, but um, you know, and then you know, almost almost the other chapters can kind of be taken you know, as little kind of vignettes of this town, like you have the bigger story of the town getting worse and worse and worse. So there is an overarching story of the people in the town and things getting worse and the town getting destroyed and things like that. Like every kind of chapter, a lot of the chapters will deal with like one particular person who's been cursed by the spiral and the weird ways they're being cursed by the spiral because the spiral doesn't just like, do the same thing yeah. to everybody. Like it kind of like takes like a bit of who you are or whatever and um and and uses that and twists that. Um you know, um so we first kind of get into the spirals with Suchi's dad becoming obsessed. Mm-hmm with them and then he he dies um <laughs> you know he he gets uh yeah it's so weird because they literally watch him like turn into a spiral and stuff when he's like mm-hmm. because he, he asked Kiri's dad because he's a potter her dad, um, the the main character's dad, makes makes pots and crafts and things. Literally asks him to like make him this spiral dish or whatever, and so she a goes, bowl, to, yeah. yeah, a bowl. And so she goes to deliver it, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, no, I don't need that anymore. I realize I can turn myself into a spiral," and he does so. And it's so mm-hmm. messed up. And you're just like, how can she still be kind of like skeptical that anything weird is going on after that? But she still kind of is. Yeah. It takes like a few more incidents before she starts to be like, hmm, you know, <laughs> like maybe something's going yeah. on. But yeah, you know, and I think a lot of this, um, you know, the story itself is messed up. But Junji Ito's art 
that goes with it is very disconcerting. <laughs> you know, it makes like he does kind of the sweat things and stuff. And it just, it's very awesome though. Like I, I, it, I think it very much fits with his own idea of the spiral is in, in his head. Um, his kind of researching this, a little bit um you know he he himself was very much like fascinated with this with with a spiral with the visual of it and he would talk about how like a lot of like um car cartoons would kind of depict like japanese characters with the spirals on on their cheeks and he started to think about it like well what would that spiral mean if this was like a horror story mm -hmm. instead of you know some like traditional hero type anime or something like that you know so that's where he started to play around with this idea so it definitely makes a lot of sense that uh <laughs> His art would be very unsettling. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's so good. Yeah. Um, you know, so this chapter was kind of just a, an introduction, really. And uh, Suchi's dad dies um, because of Spiral or whatever. And they have a funeral yeah. for him. And they notice that the when they burn the body, uh, you know, the smoke comes out as a spiral, too. Mm -hmm. And it's just, uh, you know, very odd. And, and um, yeah, you know, what's really interesting to me, um, is, is I do like, you know, I mentioned before that, that it kind of affects everybody individually. Mm -hmm. And so it was really interesting to see how many ways you could, you could have this spiral motif in there, but still different. Oh, so many. Yeah. And, and how, <laughs> and how it presented itself. Like, you know, we saw the initial one, you know, has the spiral bowls and the guy was turning him, you know, Suji's dad was turning himself into a spiral. And then you get into the next yeah. kind of part after the introduction with the girl who shows up at school and she's new and she has this scar on her forehead. And she uses it, you know, rumor is, you know, because teenagers mm -hmm. are mean and nasty. And they start saying like, oh, she uses that scar to mesmerize boys and get them to like her and blah, 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 blah. You know, teenage girls are just awful in that sense sometimes. You mean it's not the mark of our Lord and Savior, <laughs> Voldemort? <laughs> Voldemort. No, no. And then... um. Yeah, but then over time, like, the spiral starts taking her over. Like, literally, yeah. the finale of that piece is her face is literally, it's like boring into her face. And you see yeah. her bone and her, yeah, and, and like, just her face is no longer there. The spiral has gotten so big. It's just it's so creepy. Face. 
It's so creepy, but it's wonderful. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, speaking of spirals, I mean, the very first, I mean, actually the very first one we see is when we're introduced to Kire, who's on her way to school, and then she runs into a whirlwind. Yeah, yeah. Like a little mini tornado. Like, oh, that's a spiral. That immediately made me start thinking about like, oh, wait, there's a lot of spirals in relation to severe storms in nature, Mm -hmm. right? You got your, you know, your whirlwind, your tornado, your twister, you got your hurricanes, you got your typhoons, um, you know, even something and something that even kind of irrationally still terrifies me only because I saw this enough in movies as, as a kid, but your whirlpools that just like suck you down to the bottom, bottom Mm -hmm. of the ocean. So there, like he literally put spirals everywhere in this thing to really drive home the point of like a spiral in horror, you know, is relates to a euphemism that we say all the time like oh he's he's just spiraling meaning like he's not doing so great and he's getting worse yeah you know you go into a downward spiral yeah which is the name of a nine inch nails album Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah it's it's you know in this case he obviously takes the spiral to make it a supernatural like creature. And I can kind of, you know, kind of get that. Like if you've ever like hit that kind of a spiral for whatever reason, like the deeper you go down into it, like the force of gravity gets stronger and it feels like you can't ever climb your way out of it. But in this case, everybody is, you know, worshiping the spiral, like, like it's a fucking God. Hmm. Yeah. I mean. Okay. So. So I guess I'll let you. You know, I kind of started on the beginning and how you know every all of all of the instances that you see is like he just kind of looked at all the different ways that you can do a spiral and kind of put it in there in as many ways as possible, as many messed up ways as possible. Um, you know, what, what, did you have anything in particular that you wanted to, to touch upon or I'll let you introduce a topic now, something <laughs> you wanted to talk about? Oh man. Um, let me see. I have no idea. I don't really come with questions. <laughs> I was just like really passionate about the spiral, which what does that say about me? Because all the other characters are passionate about the spiral. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's not a good sign. I don't know. That's not a good sign. Dude, I'm I'm just gonna drag this entire podcast like completely to hell and back. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, we'll be like, "Well, here we are, yeah. surrounded by spirals everywhere." Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the next. Um, the next little chapter was about the couple and their families were feuding and uh, they wanted to be together. And yeah, you know, you know, that was the hmm. other thing. This one of all of them, uh, it, you know, really, and, and some of this happens throughout the rest of it too, is like, 
these people just don't know like when to stop like some of their actions <laughs> just like make no sense whatsoever like they'll keep going beyond reason I don't know whether that's intended to be the spiral or if it's just exaggerated but like these kids parents like it's ridiculousness like you would think at a certain point you know, you, you would just be like, but man, they just go off the deep end, not wanting these kids to be together. They go off the deep end with it, you know? And, uh, and, you know, eventually what ends up happening is the kids turn into a spiral themselves. They spiral themselves mm-hmm. together so they don't have to be apart. <laughs> so it becomes kind of take that parent. Yeah. <laughs> grotesque kind of, and they want to pull like, no, yeah. you can't pull us apart now. Now we're here together. And the parents are like, well, you know, you're Romeo and Juliet. Like, you know, it's just, yeah. just some of the parents, I mean, no sense. Like they're physically ripping them apart. Like, they're like, come on. Physical abuse is that level really? Not? I mean, come on. They like each other. What? Yeah. And just because their families don't like each other or whatever. And they really don't even have, you don't even really get any evidence for it. They just don't. You know, mm. and it's kind of like the same, like, I would not be surprised because Junji Izzo has talked about Shakespeare and stuff like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if he mm-hmm. was like, yeah, this is Romeo and Juliet, you know, essentially. Yeah. But just kind of messed up. I mean, I would say it's a happier ending than Romeo and Juliet for sure. <laughs> well, they didn't. <laughs> if I had die. to pick one. I mean, eventually they all die, though. Like, spoiler for the end, like, they all eventually die. Um, It's a spiral, basically, like, eats the town from the inside out. (laughs) Yeah. With all the curses and everything, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then um, the chapter after that is the Medusa one. Mm, Yeah. Um. Which is the end of the first volume. Yeah, yeah. Um, where, you know, Curie starts to get affected by the spiral and her hair starts to curl and create spirals and all of that. And kill her. Like, her hair, her own hair chokes her out. Yeah. And her boyfriend has to, like, cut off all of her beautiful long hair into a very, very short yeah like boyish guys right yeah and she gets into this contest with this other girl who like is thinking that you know because the hair is kind of like mesmerizing people almost and Mm -hmm. this girl gets jealous and she wants her hair to do that too and they even have like a hair fight (laughs) it's like the the opposite curl of the Rachel in the nineties. <laughs> opposite of the Rachel curl. <laughs> it's like if both, yeah, I mean, both if- Rachel and Monica had curl and just like fought in the middle of the apartment. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, with their hair. But I mean, the um, like the cover for chapter six is absolutely gorgeous. I get very much like nineteen sixties mod vibes from it yeah. too, especially with yeah, because back back then the hair was a bit longer like that with with the side bang and it would just kind of like flip out like above above shoulders so he just kind of 
you know, I can see like, that's the, the vibe I get, I get from it, but, um, isn't it like to bring this kind of around to the, you know, uh, her and shoot, shoot, Yeah. Um, relationship, like this is more or less really the turning point for Caddy because she's basically like, okay, now I, now I believe you. Right. <laughs> like my hair. Yeah. You know, it's only when she started to be like personally affected, did she come around to everything that her boyfriend has been like right. saying to her. But I think it's also because like, he's really, really depressed too. Like he's not eating. So she's taken on kind of the caretaker role with him. So a lot of the stuff that she says, she also just kind of brushes it off like oh he's just like depressed and over exaggerating stuff you know so yeah I mean how do you feel about their relationship I mean we don't really see that I mean okay so this might be a cultural difference Mm -hmm. okay this might just be you know the way things are in Japan because I remember seeing a video at one Mm -hmm. point where it was a Japanese lady talking about dating in Japan mm-hmm. and like what's acceptable and what's not acceptable and how boyfriend and girlfriends act and stuff like that. Now yeah. I'm coming at it obviously from a very American view, you know, we're used to, you know, if you're dating somebody, you know, you hold their hand, you might kiss, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And, and we don't see it. Like they keep referring to Suchi as her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he obviously indicates he cares about her because he's like, you know, let's run away. You know, I'm concerned. You should cut your hair. You know, this isn't good. He's trying to, you know, keep her safe. But we don't see them be, like, affectionate, like I would think of it as, like, you Mm. know, we don't see them, like, hang out, like, and be, like, close, like a boyfriend and girlfriend, you know? Like, at least that was my impression. And I think that may be just a cultural thing on my part. But oh, yeah, quite quite possibly. I mean, I just also kind of chalked it up to like, all right, well, he's he's just depressed. He wants he wants nothing to do with 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 any of that. So I I just kind of took it for what it was, and you know, kind of considering everything going on, it like made you know it it like sort of made made sense to me that like there would be a physical dis disconnect. But I can also see, like, whereas if it was, I think, an American author tackling the same thing and creating the same type of characters, I think there'd be more of a physical intimacy sort of, you know, like, drawn. We we would at least see it, like, just, like, a couple times, Um, you know, because that's, Mm -hmm. I think, how a lot of us American writers, like, designate relationships like to show it like physically like intimate it's you know yeah and I, I mean it was just interesting to ponder because it seems like yeah their relationship and her relationship to her parents and her brother are kind of the strongest ones like her relationship mm-hmm. to her her family and to Suchi her boyfriend are kind of the bigger relationships that we see yeah. And, um, you know, I just wonder because, you know, I mean, and it could be 
like I said, cultural thing. It could be just because of what's going on. Like you said, it could just be depressed. Like they don't got time for that. You know, he's upset. They don't got time for any of that. They got bigger things to worry about. Um, but you know, it, it almost seems like every time they mentioned it in the comic, I'd be like, oh yeah, they're dating. Yeah. I <laughs> you know, like every time it's like, oh yeah, your boyfriend sushi. I'd be like, oh, Right. Yeah. That's her. Oh yeah. That's right. (laughs) 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 Not just like a friend or whatever, you know? So yeah. You know, for whatever reason, it wasn't passing my, um, you know, my radar that like, oh Mm. yeah, they're in a, in a relationship and stuff. And like you said, that could be for a lot of reasons could be just because he's depressed and they're going through all this stuff could be a cultural thing could be, you know, you only got so much room in a, in a graphic novel thing, you know, I mean, yeah, who knows, but you know, I wonder, I mean, cause he, so here's the thing. He was Mm. going off to school every day in a different town yeah, one that ostensibly was not affected by spirals, mm-hmm. um, which is how he was kind of able to see. Like he was able to see, okay, like that town is not like this. Like this, this is yeah. messed up. But then eventually, like they try to. Was that just like because it was growing? Is that why all of a sudden they couldn't leave the town? Like he could leave at a certain point because it hadn't really. It was just getting started, but then, but then near the end, like they tried to leave and they couldn't, they were just like, yeah, back. I mean, that kind of makes sense because if we think about like how the spiles spread throughout the town and the houses that it affected and how the town was like growing too, it literally spiraled outwards. So it kept, so like uh, it's, I guess it's control radiate like area radius diameter like whatever um like it just got to a point where it was so big and it kind of reminded me a little bit of um a novel called Pax where like there's this little town that is cursed by by a witch um and if you're like if you ever move to the town, you cannot move out. Otherwise, like the curse still comes comes with you and bad and bad shit happens. So it kind of felt like it was similar to that. But once the the curse of the spiral grew to a certain size, right. it would just pull you back in because you didn't have enough time to run out (laughs) yeah like because it seemed like at first he was like yeah I'm going to school you know he's going to school to another Mm -hmm. place but then towards the end when the reporters and stuff come um they can't leave you know they try to leave and they can't and stuff like that and you know maybe that's why he was trying to get you know which goes to show that he probably did care about her because he chose to stay I think because of her, perhaps, if I'm thinking about it. Because yeah. he could have probably left, like, without her. In mm-hmm. the beginning, if he knew what was going on, he probably still had time to leave. Wait, yeah. doesn't he actually say, like, we should go while we still have time or whatever? Yeah, yeah. He tries to convince her to run away with him, but she's just like, no. Yeah. So, yeah. But he stays. So I think that's <laughs> an indicator that he cares absolutely yeah you know that he cared because you know he could have just been like okay fine you're not coming Bye. yeah i mean <laughs> yeah and just be like all right well peace out bitch yeah. <laughs> i guess we're broke up yeah. now then 
Yeah, no, it just, yeah, that felt very touching because no, no matter what, like, even though he knew what would it take to keep the both of them safe, like he wasn't going to abandon her no matter what. So if it means dying with her in the town and going insane, and so be it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, dang. Yeah. Love is dark, y'all. Love is dark. It is. Yeah. So I think, you know, <laughs> even though we didn't see a lot of what we might expect, and like I said, I had to be reminded a little bit that, oh, yeah, they're dating. They're boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. They're not just friends. You know, I think you can probably take that as evidence that, you know, he did care. Um, that he chose to stay, even though he knew he was the one that knew from the beginning what was going on. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So then we had um, the next two chapters are the Jack in the Box and the Snail. In volume two. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jack in the Box and this. I mean, some of the imagery in this stuff is just... I mean, Junji, can we talk, can we talk about the snail? Yeah. <laughs> yes. The snail. Please. Okay, okay. I mean, these, the, the imagery for the snail, they're like these giant fucking snails that are caged in chain and chain leak fence, but the people are actually kind of turning into snails. So you see their little eyeball antennae like growing out of their eyes yeah. and then like their mouths transforming. And then they're just like, dissolving into this blob growing shells on their back yeah yeah well and we get to see the slow transformation of you know the kid coming in late and he only comes to school when it's raining um because that's you know and then i was like he only comes to school when it's raining and then when you think about it's called the snail and stuff that's when you see snails is is when it rains you see the snails come out and you find yeah. snails on the ground. At least they did in the Northeast, like where I grew up in Vermont that, and stuff. That happens here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then it made sense, right? Like that's, yeah. he was already kind of slothish, sluggish. Mm-hmm. But like when the spiral started to take him and, and you get to see him coming into the classroom, progressive days and becoming a snail. And yeah. Ugh, yeah. And then eventually like, yeah, turning into a snail. And yeah. they keep them at the school because that's totally a normal thing to do. <laughs> your students turn oh, into a snail. Class, we're going to go feed our snails today. <laughs> we're going to feed your classmates. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. Um, they turned into snails. So, okay, we'll just put them in this fence. Billy, why why are you not excited to feed to feed the snails? <laughs> that was my brother. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like I just love it that that's the reaction that some of these people have to things, and which is what I was talking about. Like, it took a bit for some of the people that down there just like, yeah. look, do you not understand? This person just turned into a snail, and you're like, well, okay. I mean, they're kind of freaked out, but then, but then they're like, okay, well. Right. Okay. We have a class mascot. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, it was just, it was just, yeah. You know? So, so in this case, first you had, I mean, all the ways you see the spiral, you see the whirlwind, you see like yeah. the, I mean, I'm just thinking about how many 
things the black lighthouse in. because the light spins right around spins around in a spiral yeah even like the the jack-in-the-box if you think of like a traditional jack-in-the-box how does it pop out a with the spring, spring. Yeah. it's it's a spiral yeah. yeah the snail has the spiral on its shell the hair curls that's a spiral. yeah i have curly hair i'd be i'd be fucked i mean the- <laughs> my hair is naturally curly i would just have to deal with this short yeah. hair that i have Oh, the, the uh, I just feel like the uh, umbilical cord. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, there's so much. That's what we've seen. You know, and the pot being in, in a swirl, and um, yeah, yeah. You know, just a whole bunch of stuff that you wouldn't even think. Oh yeah, okay. How about the bit where they're trying not to tell the mom that there's a spiral in her ear, that there's that bone in your ear. That's a spider. <laughs> is that the cochlea, cochlea. or is that the ear? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the cochlea. Yeah. Uh, and they were trying to like cover up the <laughs> so she wouldn't see it at the doctor's office. Yeah. Who, who the um the the scientist that came up with that perfect like mathematical formula of like spirals occurring in nature what what is his name Chibinoki? Chibinoki? is that it let me see. the Chibinoki um spiral uh yeah now we're looking okay sorry guys oh my god because now you see how we're spiraling right now we're going down around yeah, now we're like we're what going- else is spiral and I mean, if we go, um, Fibonacci sequence. Yes, that Fibonacci sequence. Fibonacci sequence. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the most famous formulas in mathematics. Each number of the sequences is some of the two numbers that precede it. So the sequence goes 0, 1, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 8, 13, 21, 24, and so on. And it creates a spiral. Mm hmm. Yeah, another simple example in which it's possible to find the Fibonacci sequence in nature is given by the number of petals of flowers. Most have three, five, eight, 13, 21, 34, 55, or 89, completely depending on the flower. That's weird. Oh, my God, that's weird. Wow. So basically, um, the spiral in Uzumaki I don't think it's in, like, I don't think, okay, well, I mean, in the actual story, it is a legitimate, like, supernatural, like, entity, but metaphorically, it's like, no, 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 spirals are all around us, like, good and bad, like, the spiral is in everything, no matter what, you cannot avoid it, Mm -hmm. and if we take that from a specific horror angle, like Uzumaki, it's like you can't escape. Oh, Katie and her boyfriend can't escape the town. Hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. Damn it, Fibonacci. <laughs> yeah. And then we had yeah the the um the mosquitoes and the the yeah the umbilical cord yeah. one. That was the one about her her cousin or whatever. Mm-hmm. Having and the storm, yeah. 
self-explanatory yeah the so. storm arrives and everything like that yeah yeah now we're getting near the end of volume two yeah so yeah so now at this point um now we're in the, like the third volume Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, you kind of had all these kind of weird incidents, um, you know, before that were kind of just how the town was continually being cursed in different ways. And then the mm-hmm. third volume, you kind of start to see the bigger story coming together because by now the town is falling apart. <laughs> like, yeah, all this crap has happened. The town is falling apart. Um you know, the, the town's being destroyed in certain ways. People start, uh, you know, holing up in the houses together to protect themselves um, from the winds and stuff that are out there because um, mm-hmm. the wind spirals. So um, there's a realtor <laughs> that gets people to like move into an, an, an abandoned house in the town. Right. Like, trying to bring more people people to it yeah um you know by that point you know the people are kind of all holed up together and everything and 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 then they start like melding together mm-hmm. um at a certain point and it just starts to get like just absolutely bonkers uh, it, yeah it gradually gets like more and more more just bananas yeah, storms, the houses um, that are that are like left create a spiral and everything. Just or spiral tentacles grow in from the outside, inside to like the homes and they crack through the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that um, yeah, so it just kept kept got yeah. Just kind of go and go and go till the end. And and eventually kind of what you find out is that, you know, the town is just cursed by the spiral, you know, and it just yeah. starts to take over. There's like a big spiral underneath, ancient spiral just being cursed. And, and eventually, uh, you know, eats its way up if people are living there and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. um, it does not have a happy ending. No, uh, I mean they find the spiral galaxy. Yeah, out there, which there are spiral galaxies again. <laughs> yeah. I think our galaxy is supposed to be one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, it ends up with Suchi and Kiri like going down into the where there's like all the people. Yeah. Eventually, had ended up dead of the spiral, like way down below. Um, as they get down below the earth and everything. And they end up staying there and dying. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then it just kind of ends with like, yeah, well, that's it. Until somebody builds another town on top of here and the whole process starts all over again. And you're like, hmm. Hey. So more of the story is um, if you don't stop your spiral downward, you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, classic horror story. No hope at the end. Yeah. Abandon all hope, you who enter sure. here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I mean, I don't think this would have been nearly as effective as it is 
without the art that goes with it because the art really uh really made it honestly um in a lot of ways you know his art is just so like disturbing um okay so what was the most disturbing images to you uh well definitely the chick with the spiral that goes right into her face her face Uh, it it just destroyed faces like that in general freak me out um like if you played cyberpunk 2077 your first like major quest with the maelstroms who are basically like equivalent of the borg in star trek they're okay. more machine than than human um but their implants are very much like military um but there's this one guy who leads the maelstrom his name is royce and it's more pronounced if you look at him from a profile but the entire top part of his skull is caved in halfway and like you see a bit of his nose but everything right here is gone but it's replaced with like this sort of like spider eye like implant with like five different um like red lenses so it's that's yes yeah. <laughs> yeah they look so freaky because they're lit i mean what he he should be dead he's missing half of his head and yeah there's an implant in there and he's he's he works fine um he definitely has a few screws loose because he's a very unpredictable and dangerous character um but yeah it's stuff like that where somebody is still up and around and talking and communicating with you and then their face is gone what the hell yeah. So that, and then also when like the um spiral monster went through the uh, house, like it was the the tentacles first, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the monster like flew in there. And not only was he spiraled, but like he had spiral points growing out of his face and other parts parts of his body. And oh like, yeah, they started not- getting all those uh, like warts, like the spiral yeah. warts and stuff that <laughs> started to hurt and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, those two definitely stood out for me. What what were yours? Um, well, okay. So I I have a thing where I don't like being constrained. Like I don't like being like, you know, like if I were in a straight jacket or something, I would flip my shit. Yeah. So one of the ones to me was like where the dad had put himself in that basket, had just like curled himself into that basket thing oh, it was like yeah. one of the first chapters it was mm-hmm. suchi's dad that they had found him like he had curled himself into this pot or whatever yeah and he was just like constrained in there yeah i did not like that that one messed me up oh yeah well it reminds me of another um uh junji ito thing that you can find on online the uh-huh. the I'm a girl fault one. Oh, okay. I and he did. I heard and that one's that kind one. of like my worst fucking nightmare. <laughs> mm. because, because in that one, what ends up happening is uh is these people are digging 
and they find these like way way down like even before people should have been around way deep i don't know i don't even remember why they were digging but they find uh way down these people-shaped holes Mm -hmm. and in this cliff okay Mm-hmm. And they find these, these, these things, you know, these people shaped, you know, they kind of look like, you know, like you would cut out a paper, you know, just yeah. round head and, you know, whatever. And people see this on the news. They're covering, you know, them discovering this on the news and people mm-hmm. start getting called to go there and look at these holes. Uh-oh. So they go there and people are camped <laughs> out now looking at these holes and stuff until one day this dude very agitated and like the only way that Junji Ito could do, he's like getting ready to climb into one of these holes. And he's like, this is my hole. This hole was meant for me. Like these holes are calling to people. And he goes into the hole and it, it like, nobody knows what happens. He goes in there and then the girl, this guy, the guy meets up to this other girl and they both have been called there and uh, and she has this nightmare that she starts going in there and it starts getting smaller and starts contorting your neck in a weird ways as you're going further and further, but you can't go back. And you're just and that would be my worst nightmare. And wait, are, are you talking about the part where like they find all the people in like this underground city and they're all fucking spirals? No, no, no. Well, this is a separate thing that he did. Oh, Another yeah. oh. comic that he did. Oh, and, Where, okay. and what happens is so the people start going into these people shaped holes and they have no idea what's going on, but you get the image of them going further and further in and the hole starts doing weird and they have no choice and they can't go back. And they're oh, just like no. screaming in these holes and stuff. Nope. And then they go around the other side, the people that are still out there, try and find the other side of this thing. And they find holes on the other side but the holes are just huge squiggles they're no longer people shaped and like the last part of it is this guy looking up from one of them and says he sees something coming through (laughs) it's like so yeah no no that bullshit nope i'm sorry it it sounded old to me like a little bit like whatchamacallit and in uzumaki chap chapter 19 where they make their way like down underground and yeah. there's like this spiral tower and everything and every and then like she lands in a big pile of squiggle people yeah and the all their limbs and necks everything is stretched out yeah and yeah, all- yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's kind of except you're being like you know, squeezed through this hole in the rock and like that's that's like it's like my worst nightmare. Yeah. Like being pinned down by rocks or something in a landslide or like an avalanche or something coming no. over me. That's like my worst nightmare. Fuck that. And then all the structures in here, they're all spirals, whether it's yeah. like a snail or like going up. And I'm like, this is Willy Wonka having a bad acid trip. That's yeah. what this this is to me. Like, uh-uh. That's why and I it's really funny noise. because... <laughs> Did you get the one where it had like the last chapter where it's like Junji Ito himself talking about yes. researching spirals and stuff yes. and kind of going a little, and what's really funny. Ta- talking to his, his editor, but his editor goes crazy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you're just like, uh, okay. Um, and what's really funny is 
in interviews and stuff, mm-hmm. he's so unassuming. He's just so, he has this very soft voice mm-hmm. and he has this very like fatherly laugh and he's very soft-spoken. It's like the ultimate horror writer. Like how many horror writers yeah. right now who are just super sweet people and just super like well-adjusted and kind and everything. And then you see their work and you're like, and we write it, so we know how it is. We write it. We're friends with funny. those people. Yeah, yeah, it's just still so funny. He's just so, it's like, you did that, okay? Yeah. All right. <laughs> you did that, okay. You know, but ye- the way I've, and I'm sure you could could agree too, but I think in terms of like, as, as a collective, I have found that horror writers in terms of all the individuals in their collective are just the sweetest, like nicest, most supportive people. So we get all of our fucking demons out on the page. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we process it like a little bit with that, you know, it's obviously no substitute for like professional help, but like <laughs> professional help. Yeah. Big activate of drugs if you need them and therapy. <laughs> if you need it for sure but yeah I mean it's somehow we can we all connect on multiple different levels like we understand the horror that's being portrayed can 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 empathize and that's yeah I mean I I think like the horror people that I stay away from are like the ones that are like too into it. Like you don't have to be un unassuming, but then there are sometimes people where you're just like, we like the same things, but there's just something off about you. Yeah. It's usually the people who are like, horror has no safe spaces. They're like edgelords. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, you're like, you know what are you trying to yeah you know okay whatever and it always you know it always seems to come up like every few months or so somebody brings this topic up on the hwa facebook page or somewhere else always every couple months like we haven't already hashed this out like 15 million times on the facebook page like do we really need another conversation and it usually starts with somebody going something like I'm thinking about writing this in my story, but I'm worried about it. That's usually how the conversation goes. Mm -hmm. And so that's when you have like the people coming in and being like, dude, just write what you want or whatever. But then you have the like, you know, the people being like, look, you know, because I always find that question like so weird. Like Mm -hmm. I get you're trying not to like trigger people or whatever, but like I don't censor my work. I write what I want. You don't have to, to still write in a caring way and let people know like what's in it and stuff like that, you know? And it's just this weird kind of thing where some people think that, you know, just because you're kind of being cognitive of what the content is of your work, that that somehow means you're trying to center yourself. Like those things are not like a mutually exclusive. And I mean, there's always like a hundred percent validity in saying something along the lines of like I want to put this in my story but I don't know the best way to represent it and I want to do it justice right you know that's totally different from like should I put this in at all or not yeah 
like it's like dude no one can tell you that that's the thing I mean it's a question you need to consider for yourself like yeah will this serve the story do I want to put this in there but like no one can tell you that you know and that's why that question always seems really weird to me because it's like no one's going to be able to give you an answer to that question no one I forget what oh who was it that was really good it was I think it was Dong Wong, the mm-hmm. the editor. Okay. They they had this big talk about as an editor. I can't tell you what like I you you can't only do so much right. Yeah. You know I I can give you suggestions. I can do this that and the other thing. But when it comes down to it, these are the decisions you have to make as a writer. I can give you my perspective on it, but that's about it. The only best yeah. I can hope for is to guide you to what yeah. you want it to say. Yeah. That's the best I can do. I can't tell you this is what you should do. Yeah. You know, the best I can do is kind of give you guidance and say, you know, help you yeah. figure it out, help you figure out what it is you want to do. I mean, that was a little bit of a side thing, but I mean, it's kind of relevant to Juji because yeah. we're because we're talking about this work. No one would say that that, you know, Junji Into's work is is safe in any kind of way. I mean, it's very disturbing. At least mm-hmm. it is to me. Um, you know, all that sort of stuff, body horror. I mean, I love it because that's what fascinates me as a horror writer. Um, you know, all that body horrors, manifestations of fears that we have inside ourselves and stuff. And, you know, and Junji Ito, I think does it in in a way that we see here in Uzumaki in a lot of ways, same thing that Stephen King does Yeah, and that they are alike in the fact that they take kind of ordinary things that we don't even think about, you know, ordinary items like dolls or spirals or whatever. Yeah. And make them, you know, really go down that hole of like, what if this was messed up? What, these things are actually creepy. Don't you understand how these are creepy? You have spirals inside your ears. There are spirals in everything. Doesn't that bother you? Now, now it does. Now that I was forced to confront that, I'm like, oh, great. Now I'm going to go to bed thinking about my cochleas. <laughs> yes. I have spiral fingerprints. My fingerprints are whirls. They're spirals. You know, everybody has different oh, types yeah, of fingerprints. There's three different types. Yeah. I have, this, have... I have the spiral ones. You have the rare ones. <laughs> I have the spiral ones. I have spirals on my fingers. And actually, there was a scene uh, with the mother when she was getting on the spirals off her, you know, the ear, yeah. and they were trying to stop her. She cut off her fingers. But she had the spirals on her her fingertips, so she cut off her fingertips. I'm not I'm not doing that. But you know, you have spirals on your fingertips. At least I do. But mm-hmm. like you know, and it just you know. So Junji Ito has that thing in his work <clears throat> that Stephen King does, where they kind of both take ordinary kind of things, like a shape or a toy or a car or whatever yeah. things that we don't take notice of and make it creepy and I think that's the worth of the work and and it goes back to what I was saying where no one can tell you because these are obviously I'm a big believer in the fact that if it doesn't scare you it's not really going to scare anyone else I mean sure you can attempt it you can go into a formula and you'll probably get scares from somebody but to Mm -hmm. get to the really good stuff yeah you have to delve into what really freaks you out. Yep. 
and and you can tell that the sorts of things that Junji Ito writes about are things that freak him out. Mm-hmm. And the things that Stephen King writes about are things that freak him out. Yeah. You know, and when you get that, you 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 hit on something that people respond to and it becomes even scarier because they get that. You get that from whatever whatever the author is writing, if they truly are, because they write about in a way someone who isn't afraid of those things can't. Yeah. You know, they they present it in a way that people who aren't scared of those things yeah. cannot. And I think Junji Ito, like, fucking nailed it with this going you know going back to what to what you said of like did you think about spirals before you read this no really not really and now like literally every kind of instance of spiral that he put in here like you can find it in nature some way somehow coming up with our own example you know now it's like oh god i can't i won't be able to look at spirals like the same the same way again you see a little whirlpool in a puddle or something and you're like what the shit you know like uh nope Mm, (laughs) step around this (laughs) but that's the mark of a good writer though like you get people to think about stuff in a different way. <laughs> yeah, that's why people it. don't go near sewers anymore, Stephen King. That's why people yep. don't look at red balloons or clowns the same or yep. cars mm-hmm. the same or, you know, and that's why people don't look at spirals the same or, or you know, even a whole bunch of other things. You know, if you <clears throat> get inside the head and, and really um, and really get in there, you know, that's the good stuff. And I think you can tell that you can always tell when it's when it's when it's something from inside the writer, from inside mm-hmm. the artist. Yeah. And I think you get that here. Like he was pulling from whatever was in his brain to bring something real. Absolutely. And and so you get it. And even though and and in that case, to me, it doesn't matter the premise. You know, if it's something you believe in that you've thought about that freaks you out that you think about all the implications of it and everything like that. It doesn't matter what the premise is, mm-hmm. you know, you'll, you'll, you'll get it out there because it really scares you. You know, I mean, you hear the premise of it and you're like a town cursed by spirals. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you know, but then you start reading <laughs> and you're like, Oh shit. You know, that's not fun. Yeah. You know, uh, like, yeah. As a little as related, but also kind of a, Side side note. Um, sometime in July 2021. So by the time this episode comes out, it's already going to be July. Um Junjiito is doing a manga adaptation of The Lighthouse. The film the one the tw- with the 2019 film starring William Defoe and Robert what? Pat- That's Pattinson. so crazy. So. Holy crap. So we're, I'm, I'm making this a note to ourselves to go pick that up. And we're going to talk about it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't the lighthouse on our list. I think so. We haven't done it. But we I think it's on our list. I've seen the it. Lighthouse. Yeah, I've seen so, that. So I'm know, super excited. That movie is ripe for Junji Ito. It yes. is out there. I, I enjoyed it highly. That is super yeah. exciting to me. That is super yeah. exciting to me. I have to get that. It's super. Exciting. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm reading right now um, an article from Screen Rant um, uh, by Jules Chin Green, uh, which was at the time of this recording published just two days ago. Um, let's see. Legendary Japanese writer and artist. Shinji Ito yeah. is back with a manga adaptation of the 2019 film The Lighthouse. The work will act as a brief summary of the film's plot and will debut in Japan alongside the film's theatrical release there in July 2021. Ooh. Preview pages show arresting visuals that perfectly match the atmosphere of the black movie, and yeah. white. That's world. what I was saying. As soon as you said that, I'm like, and I'm thinking of the movie because yeah. the movie's in black and white. Mm-hmm. black and white and i've seen I, I need to actually finish it i haven't like been able to sit all the way through it again because it's one of those movies where i'm like <gasps> i need a break <laughs> it's quite intense my husband yeah. and, I, and my husband and i will usually like talk through movies you know we like to kind of discuss things and we really did not during this we were just kind of like what <laughs> yeah but yeah so i'm excited for to- that come back and do that you know maybe do a a double you know, yeah we'll do a the double along with science the movie. fiction double double feature, feature. <laughs> a bunch of people just unsubscribed <laughs> we're rocky horror people so not sorry that Anyway, <laughs> all right. So, what is up next, Joanna? What is up next? Oh, I'm kind of personally excited about this because we're going back into the video game realm. Um, thank y'all for tuning in for yes, this episode. Let us weeks. know what your favorite Junji Ito is. If we should let do, what did you think of it? In the comments, yeah. Tweet let us at know. Us. You know, slide into our tweet. DMs. If it's appropriate messages, please. Uh, <laughs> we, just, we just get a pic of spiral dick. <laughs> That's oh we my get slid into our DMs. <laughs> I don't even know. Now I'm imagining a spiral penis in my head and I'm like, oh God, no, that is You know, not. ducks have corkscrew penises. Yes, I do. Because of the, the um, you know, the ducktails theme song, but somebody did a scientifically accurate version of the DuckTales theme song and they talk about how ducks have corkscrew penises yeah, it's and, they're, they're, and they're rapists. Yeah, they're yeah. rapey, so that's the female yeah. that can't get away. And it's like, scientifically accurate DuckTales. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sorry oh, I, I mentioned love that, that video. <laughs> Please Anyways. do not send us spiral dicks in our Please DMs. Please do not. Because not- we, will, we will retweet it. And then it will be out there. Please. Anyway, we were doing appropriate. Unicorn horns are fine. Send yes. us pictures of unicorns. We're good. But next time we will be discussing uh, a little video game called Martha is Dead. Uh, it came out this year, 2021. Um, the game was developed by LKA and published by Wired Productions. Um, if you are interested and you look it up after this episode is over, you can find it on Steam, PlayStation, and Xbox. So if you want to play it ahead of our episode, please do, and we can discuss. Um, if you want to leave us comments about this episode, future episodes, episodes we've done in the past, 
whatever you can find us on twitter at the box underscore podcast slasher at tell us what's in the box and you can listen to us on stitcher spotify apple podcasts google podcasts podbean or wherever you listen to podcasts so we'll see you in two weeks folks and until then remember shake the box before you open it